Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The End in Mind. I am your host, Caitlin. I'm super excited. We have an awesome guest with me here today. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. It's so great to connect with you, Caitlin, and all the listeners tuning in. Um, I hope you had a great holiday season. (laughs) We're you know, getting back into the business groove in the new year. So that's so exciting. Why don't I just tell you a little bit about myself? Perfect. So I am uh, a modern mermaid. I always love leading with that. I love <laughs> I'm it. also an embodied leadership mentor, multidimensional healer, relationship coach, and being a modern mermaid, I weave in all of the water codes and the mermaid codes of how beautiful the sacred feminine is with her throughout all of my work. And um, I love working with women in entrepreneurial business setting through igniting their femininity in their life, business, and love. I love that. I love the femininity side of this. And I know that we talked about this a little bit before the recording, but can you tell us like in your own words, what real feminine, divine feminine, or even just feminine energy means, you know, because I think a lot of us today, they might even be misconstrued how we're perceiving it, you know? Absolutely. And there's a lot out there. So I always tell people, you know, take what resonates with you because it's not just a one dimension approach or like a five steps to do this. So if you're anything like me, I grew up significantly in my masculinity, meaning that, you know, the softer side of life or opening my heart to, uh, you know, share my emotions or 
deeply feel um, I wasn't very connected to my senses because of traumas that I had experienced as a child. So you, you know, growing up, you begin to put this protective layer up between you and the world and then you and other people. So as an adult, then uh, I always had this such great desire to be like, oh, you know, it'd be really nice to explore my femininity more. And I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Like, how do I do this? (laughs) So um, back 15 years ago, whenever I had my first spiritual awakening, I was working with a healer and a spiritual mentor at the time. And so during um, one of my first sessions, she shared with me like some things that were coming up in my healing that I was a mermaid in Atlantis. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Like, tell me more. And so long story short, that is actually what catapulted me into exploring femininity because the essence of the mermaid is the epitome of the divine feminine. So when we think about a mermaid, we, you know, we can think about all the movies we saw as kids. And yet as an adult, we kind of, you know, want this more mature essence of her. So we see her, you know, on a rock, just like radiating in her beauty, like taking in all of what's around her. And she's not chasing scene. She's not closed off. It's just like this essence of grace and, you know, magnetism that she has about her. So throughout the past 15 years, more specifically, I would say in the past five to seven years, I really dove in deeper to her codes. And it's like puzzle pieces that have dropped in over like time of what gets unlocked because we all have these codes within us from the mermaid. And so, you know, in divine timing, they switch on. And so while there are things out there that say femininity can be like self-care and self-love, absolutely love those things. And yet it's deeper. It's like, what's the spiritual approach? Like, um, you know, sitting with your emotions, really diving into the depths, like mermaids, they're, they're not afraid of like swimming in the deep end. You know what I mean? So it's also like the femininity is really breaking down those barriers that we have built throughout life. You know, what, whether it's from traumas or, you know, home environments or school systems that have made us as, rigid and you you know what I mean? So it's like dropping those edges, softening in and really leaning into things that we may be in avoidance to, or, oh, the list goes on. So, (laughs) but um, that's really my exploration, what I believe the divine feminine to be. She's very, very multi-layered. So we all have masculine and feminine energy. So as women, primarily we have a feminine core, meaning that this is our primary operating system per se. Um, of where we operate from. However, a lot of women, like I mentioned about myself, grew up in the opposite energy. So it's now our job to like soften those. So when we um, bring these forward, it brings us more from a sense of our heart space and our soul than operating from our head space of, you know, where we've created these barriers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So beautifully said. And I just love how descriptive you are and how you really explain the layers because 
being on my own journey, like I share a lot of this with our listeners too, and I'll share this with you as well, because you might even be able to give me some insight, which would be very helpful, you know? Um, Like last year I had got diagnosed with PTSD. So basically, you know, since my childhood, I absolutely was living out of my body. And I know that you've explained and experienced other traumatic events in your life, which we'll get into a little bit more in depth in upcoming uh, conversations. But with like, not living in my body, I hadn't even known that I was fully living in the masculine. Like I was so masculine. Like I'm also from the Northeast, like right outside of Philly. So women tend to be like pretty tough around here. You know, there's no one like really soft and warm, like except for my mom, which I'm blessed for, you know, she was probably like the most nurturing mom in high school kind of thing. That's (laughs) awesome. The mom that everybody came to like with all their problems, you know, Yeah. Um, which I was so blessed for. But when it is your own mom too, it's different, you know? So I still was like leading with a lot of that masculine energy. And when I showed up with that energy in my business, it was insane to me how many people I was repelling. And I remember feeling super frustrated. Like this is going back five, five years ago. Now I was sitting in my mom's basement and I'm like, why can I not get these clients? Like I can feel their energy repelling on the phone, you know, that I'm sending them somewhere else or I'm not nurturing them enough, but I didn't even know what that meant or why it wasn't working. So what was that experience like for you when you go and you hear about this mermaid and this past life and you're like, how can I now weave this into like my everyday today, you know? Oh, I love that. And I love how you share about the um, connection you made with your business, because that's like so much of the work that, you know, me and my clients do together and also what I have done. So, you know, 15 years ago, I wasn't in entrepreneurship, although I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So I did have like deep desires to go that direction, but I was still in college at the time. So navigating, it was kind of like, you know, in college, you're like trying to find yourself and, you know, and trying to enjoy life to the greatest, you know what I mean? Although college didn't come easy to me academically. Like I had to actually be the student that worked to get the A, you know what I mean? So like trying to navigate that in my life, I think it actually made life not so as stressful as it could have been. Like it gave me, cause I'm all about like, if I'm not having fun at something, then it's not for me, you know? So you know, being able to then apply that, getting my first job out of college in the last 10 years. And then I ventured into entrepreneurship about seven, eight years ago. And it it really brought like, we, we didn't really see the explosion of spiritual entrepreneurship to about maybe like five, six years ago. So it was kind of like, I was even navigating like no, no one is really connecting with the heart here. Like how, how can, how can I open up to these people? Like, you you know, I kind of had a similar experience to you. Like there's repelling going on, even, even though like, I'm actually trying to come from my femininity and my heart space. It was like completely people were not ready for it. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
almost afraid, you know, like they were like, don't talk like that. Like it was like, weird, you know, it's weird on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay. So like, obviously it's gotten so much easier. And like, there are so many, so many more of us now who are totally like, well, if we're not talking from the heart space and we can't go to this step, like, you know what I mean? This isn't just, this is not an alignment for us, you know? So I think it gave me a sense of more self-awareness to really see these different aspects. And obviously I was not as conscious as I was now, uh, as I was then, as I am now. So I have way more self-awareness now of what that means to me and navigating the mermaid energy versus 15 years ago, though that's the beauty of it. She really is able to assist you wherever you're at on your journey, you know? So, and it's like, there's always a next layer and a next layer and a next layer. So like, you know, with my healing clients, I'm always like, well, you know, so many people will be like, but I already healed that. Like I already went through this. And I was like, well, babe, like that's totally okay. Because, you know, it's kind of like an onion. We just peel back the layers and peel back the layers. And so we go up this upward spiral. And the more we go up the upward spiral, if you think like a Christmas tree is a really, um, you know, like those... And not like the actual fake ones you put in your living room, but like the ornamental ones you can sit on a desk or something. And it's a spiral. When you go up, there's not as much stuff to clear because you've done the layered work. So it's kind of like that. It's like an onion. You just peel back the layers. And yeah, so that was a really in-depth, um, you know, answer and exploration there. But um, yeah, it's the beauty of the mermaid is just really she assists you wherever you're at. And she's evolved with me as I've evolved, you know? That's so cool. It's so interesting to hear how you explain and how you think about her, you know, or like, it sounds like she's an entity of you. So even when you like talk about her as a part of you, I find that so interesting. Like a lot of the work that I'm doing as well is around like identity right now, which stems from that masculinity identity that like I totally shed you know over the past three years and it's it's interesting though like when I'm thrown back into a situation where I feel like I need to put my armor on you know I find myself or my brain going into those thought patterns you know that it's like fight or flight like especially with my PTSD it can come on really strong so what do you ask your mermaid you know self when you're in those moments like how do you stay connected with her you know in those ups and downs I love that because in we can all resonate to those times of re you know an old pattern or a trigger coming up and we revert to the comfort zone per se so I feel because we all have this separation wound of in our own regard of what we're navigating in life, right? Yeah. So for me to stay connected to her, it's to actually acknowledge and be self-aware. Okay, cool. I have this trigger present. I'm in this mindset. Um, this limiting belief is coming up. Okay, I can see how this is um potentially affecting my relationships or my business or, you know, self-sabotaging behavior towards myself, because ultimately things that are coming up, I have 
over the course of my journey, learned that it all begins and ends with me, right? The external of what's happening is only a reflection of what is me, right? So I take responsibility for that. And then I also recognize, okay, cool, I can feel a barrier coming up. So that means that somewhere I don't feel safe in my body. So what can I do in order to feel safe in my body? Therefore, I can lean in and surrender more, bringing in that more feminine quality. So it's like the acknowledgement and the acceptance of what is present here and now. And then how can I flow with that more? Instead of being in resistance to it, being more in flow to it. So while it may look messy, I'm still allowing her energy to help me um, move because, you know, mermaid is water. So when she, when she gets stuck, (laughs) it's like the dam is all like built up. Right. So we don't want that. And that's the resistance. Um, so it's just allowing wherever needs to flow to flow, even if it's messy as hell. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well said. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, I am a healer too. So I have tools in my toolbox in order to run energy on myself or do certain mindset work that I need to do in order to clear a belief and really get down to the root of what that is. Like even in December, like a couple weeks ago, you know, so many pattern or not patterns per se, but like past lives were coming up all based off a show I was watching on Netflix. (laughs) And it was connected to past lives of that I was a mermaid and how I equated like certain things in this life. And then it was limiting beliefs that were coming up. So I was able to catch that awareness and be self-aware, be like, okay, I believe this show is like actually triggering something in my system to come up and deal with. So like, cool, I'm going to go ahead and look at that. And then I was, um, you know, bringing some new ideas for a project I have that I Um, want to do this year within my business. And I'm like, okay, I think this is affecting certain creativity that I have around this project that I want to bring forward. So it's like everything is so interconnected and having that self-awareness is so key. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you brought up the shows because like I have been experiencing this like firsthand, like literally this week. I was like, what is going on with me? You know, I'm like, why am I not able to sleep? Why am I having these crazy dreams like about this crazy stuff? And I feel on edge, you know, like Mm -hmm. I like wake up in the morning and I'm like on edge. And it's so weird. But as you go through this process, you kind of start to realize that that old self or that like past self constantly lived in this overstimulated environment. It's like, we are like being thrown like all of this marketing, you know, all of this social media shows. And then it's like, we get overwhelmed where there's too much to consume. And I was like, it's definitely stemming from this show. Like I have to either finish this show or like, I have to quit it cold Turkey and like not even care, you know, what happened, which is also hard, you know? I know because sometimes you're just so emotionally invested in the characters or the show and it's like, oh, come on now. Like like for myself, I had to quit watching the show Cold Turkey. Like, and there's five seasons and I had just started season two and I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like, okay, well, maybe I can go back and watch it whenever this, this past life is cleared. Like, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, so it's so interesting 
you know, how everything is connected and the overwhelm, like, oh my gosh, I'm so there with you. Like we are bombarded constantly with, you know, overstimulation. And that's something like maybe you resonate to like, you know, the past three years since like the world drastically changed in 2020, it was like, we were all kind of given this permission of like a pause and then the world like sped up again. So for myself, like I, there was a 180 even happened for me about like taking that time to go more inward and like really cultivate that peace and calmness. Like, like no joke, the level of peace in my life is so precious to me. And like, it was almost this value of mine that I always knew I had, but then didn't honor it for what it was really to be honored. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And the way the world works and how we are bombarded and stimulated with so many things daily, it's like really cultivating that inner peace has been like life changing for me. (laughs) Yeah. It's so beautiful to hear you say that because like, I didn't, I don't even know if a lot of people notice that they're doing this, you know, like I was like, I'm not at the level, like I say this to my boyfriend, I'm like, I cannot socially engage with people the way that I could. Like I cannot, the capacity is not there, you know, like one night a week, sometimes it's too much, like depends who we're with, you know, like love our friends dearly, but it can be a lot and it's overstimulating. The conversation is a lot. And then I also have to think like my clients, like I need to meet with on Monday and I want to be my best self, you know, like for them. So it's this very strange juxtaposition that I think starts to happen once you start to really know where your energy is being like sucked from. And then you have to decide, okay, what are next steps? You know, even with the show, like how you said, it's like, it can be that simple, but it's also this weird game that we play with ourselves of like, we should be watching this show or we should be able to handle this, right? Like a lot of our listeners, which I, I am also identifying as this as a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. about this all the time on the show. And, you know, we've talked about show shows impacting us before, but for some reason, like this is so aligned that it's coming up now again, because it's so, it was so intense for me. And I was like really confused by it for the past few days. And I honestly, I'll be honest with you guys. Like I finished the show. Because <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I just have to finish it, you know, like last night. And I'm glad, yeah. I but I now want to go back like how you said, and look at what, what was it, you know, is it the trauma? Is it the worry? Is it, you know, just the events of it happening that seems so frightening? Like what is coming up for me and how can I look at that differently or be tender? How you said, like with myself on that navigation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I definitely identify as highly sense, highly sensitive as well. And, you know, I believe through my own journey of, you know, things that we've mentioned, like the mermaid and femininity is like really cultivating that peace the past three yeah. years is on, is that self-awareness of our energy mastery of like, you know, this is a very valuable, highly um, precious commodity. What is it? Commodity? Maybe it's not commodity. I'm not sure, but commodity, I guess, but it's like, it's precious. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, Oh, how do I share myself? How do I show up? Like, how can I, you know, 
prioritize myself more because, you know, we cannot pour from an empty cup, you know? So I am a firm believer in pouring yourself your cup first and then pouring someone else's because now, and I, and like myself, sometimes it's a little out of balance, but being able to make sure that your cup is full is where it's at. So I'm excited for you about any, you know, any awarenesses that come up for like the show that you finished and everything. And because I know, you know, the show I was watching in December was like, whoo, there was a lot of things come up around that. But, um, you know, I think when we really look at our lives and the, the amount of noise that is in our lives and we truly come back into our hearts and into our soul and it's like, you know, are all of these things serving us? Like, how can we, how can we take more responsibility for ourselves or accountability for ourselves on where we invest our energy, our time, our resources into like, is, is the return on investment truly that inner, like, you know, bliss and joy and ecstasy and pleasure? Because if we are not feeling those like beautiful energies, then it's really, truly not serving us, you know, unless it's serving us for something like, you know, watching a show like we have experienced here and we're talking about, you know, that like something's coming up for us to unwind and heal. But I think there's, there's really just been such a shift in how we move and navigate life from this more like heart space from this inner space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My coach, she calls it getting out of your head and into your heart. So like, I'm so glad that you're mentioning that because I think that that's really what we need in society, like as a whole, like every single person could benefit from doing, asking themselves like, Hey, when I'm watching this show, how's this making me feel? And I love that you said like really this energy source is actually the most important piece of anything in life. Like it can actually be that simple, but because society's told us that it's the next car or the new house or all these material things or the next show to watch it's like we get fixated on that until we get that thing and I even ended up asking myself after I finished this show like are you happy now you know I'm like <laughs> are you ha- are you feeling better about this situation I like wasn't you know like it really wasn't at all and it's so strange because this show has nothing to do like most of the time I can pick up on it it's like oh like my dad passed away when I was younger so I was like oh, okay the dad dies in this like of course it's triggering and like normally we'll turn it off or we turn on like a cooking show or something. Um, Thank goodness my partner's like that fluid with me, you know, he's like, whatever we can put on whatever. So it's just, it's great to hear you talk about it openly. Cause I also, a thought that's been coming up for me, which I'd love to know your opinions on is like, everybody says, you know, you are who you hang out with, but I think it's really interesting now that it's really like turning into, you are what you consume, you know? like as a consumer. So I was actually pondering for myself because, you know, we see a lot of the memes go around. You are the five people that you surround yourself by. And while I truly believe that there is truth in that, taking that a step further and saying you are what you consume is definitely in alignment with where, you know, who you are, because we've grown up in a society that tells us to like be like you said, the next house, the next car, the whatever, you know what I mean? Like the material things. Right. And so when we, when we really truly start to explore our inner world, 
Like those things start not to mean as much, right? Like, yes, we will always live on planet earth. Money will always be here. We need a house to live in or whatever you choose to live in. It's like, we need those things, those basic needs that we have, but there's other things that we begin to start to value. So what you are, what you consume, it is like really checking in with yourself. And it's like, do I enjoy like following this person? Do I enjoy listening to this YouTube? Do I enjoy listening to this music? Or, you know, do I want to hang out with this group of people? Like it's that greater discernment because I think discernment more than ever, especially in 2023 is going to be so crucial. So like, honestly, like the first time I heard the word discernment, maybe like five years ago, I'm like, what the hell does the word discernment mean? Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, like I had to like, you know, Google it and then ask my mom. I'm like, do you know what the word discernment means? And so a discernment, like if you don't know what it means, it's kind of just evaluating, taking inventory, whether or not something serves you. And so going back to the point of being highly sensitive, it's like also the world we live in with these material things and the consume the consumption desensitizes our senses. So by taking an initiative or being curious about exploring your femininity really starts to bring those senses back online. So therefore then you can have better discernment of like, oh yeah, you know, like this really does uplift me or this really does bring me joy. Like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to like cook this food because it makes me feel better inside, you know? So when we start to prioritize that type of quote health, then we have greater sovereignty over ourselves. We have, we start to reclaim our power. And, um, as I always say with the mermaid, we reclaim our crown. So we are standing fully in who we are and all because we chose to evaluate who we are hanging out with, what we are consuming. So I absolutely believe that there's truth in those statements. Oh my gosh. I love what you said, the discernment, like, and how you explain it. It's, it really is like intuitive connection. Like, I feel like they're all kind of aligned and bundled together. How you said like in identity and really owning who you are. Yeah. Because it's so, it's just how you said, we're constant, we're toned out, you know, like we're, we're kind of like numb, you know, like I remember when I first joined this world of entrepreneurship, I realized that I lived my whole life numb, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. All these people online are like creating their beautiful lives and you like enter into this world, you know, it's like the doors open and you're like leaving that old thought of what society programmed you and you're walking into this idea. And I remember I was like so skeptical, you know, I'm like one foot in, one foot out. Like my mom's like, you can always get a job. You can always get a job. And you're being told this over and over again. But it really is discernment. You know, it was like, no, I don't want a job. (laughs) I don't want that. I really don't want that. You know, I want this. I want whatever this is. And sometimes you don't always know what you want, but maybe it's just figuring out what you don't want, you know, and cutting that from it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When when you were just saying that just now, I'm like, oh, you want to know it's everything. Some people find out through everything they don't want because I've definitely experienced that for myself too. Yeah. And like I always share, I believe entrepreneurship is the quickest way to for personal development, spiritual development, ascension. Like if you just want to go 
all in on yourself and explore yourself, start entrepreneurship. Like even if it's just a side hustle, because you know, you will find all of your shadows playing up, all of your fears, all of your um, whatever it may be. And you will find the greatest courage that you thought you may not have ever had in order to conquer those things. And let me tell you the feeling of feeling that level of power that you have with yourself is sometimes there's no words for like I know entrepreneurship has been such a blessing in my life even growing up in an entrepreneurial family but then to experience it for myself is like man the what we have what I've cultivated is like is none other (laughs) yeah you start to like really see your power you know it's like whoa like I can create this sometimes and it starts off small like for our listeners if you're not too far into that journey. Like it might be like what you're creating on Canva, but you look at it and you're like, wow, I just built that, you know, like give yourself that credit too. I remember I was in that masculine next thing, next thing, next thing. So I never even gave myself the moment how you said to like really sit back and be like, wow, you know, I did that. I built that. I, I created that from nothing, you know, nothing was there before. So yeah, I just think that's so beautiful. And can you tell us a little bit more about your experience? I'm very curious for this, for our listeners who don't know my best friend, Nicole, who actually came up with the name Meraki Media Management, she actually struggled, fell, fell when she was in college had a traumatic brain injury. And even now today that when we're going back, you know, like seven years ago now, and she still doesn't have her sense of smell. So some of the things we've talked about is like, oh, holistic practices, and she's trying different things and using essential oils. But I just really wanted to hear more about your journey, Stephanie, um, with your injury, because I know you've been able to recover and recover and then some for yourself. Absolutely. So, so much love to um, your best friend. So I experienced my traumatic brain injury whenever I was six. Um, We were in a very severe car accident. You know, at the time they only had waist belts in the, in the car. So we flipped down the road and whenever we flipped down the road, my head went through the window and hit the road. Yeah. So um, it left me legally blind in my left eye and with a traumatic brain injury. So being six years old, um, the doctors told my mom she's never going to regain her sight. Like, you know, her like that part of the brain is already developed. So it's going to be really difficult to, you know, rewire the brain and like the eyesight and everything. And my mom is very... um, persevering. Like I, I love that about her. She was like, I'm not taking no for an answer. So I also live in Pennsylvania. So we were down in Philly a lot, um, you know, exploring, you know, top notch medicine at the time. And finally my mom found a doctor who was like, yes, we can absolutely work on regaining her eyesight. We can definitely work on the part of the brain that was, um, injured. So, my childhood was definitely riddled with its fair share based off that experience. So um, I went through years and years of eye therapy. My mom put me in gymnastics. So a little backstory with gymnastics. So I also was born in congestive heart failure. So I only had a 20% chance that I would live at birth. So I'm also a miracle baby in that way. (laughs) Um, So 
by my mom putting me in gymnastics, my heart doctor was like, no, you know, gymnastics is not going to be well suited for her because as a cardiac patient, the strain on the heart was just going to be too great. So I like to say now (laughs) that I'm an adult, that I was the exception to every rule that a doctor told my mom. (laughs) So I thrived in gymnastics. I went on to be a very high level competitive gymnast. Um, it's amazing. I, yeah. So, um, and being, having a traumatic brain injury, really gymnastics really helped me in order to know where my body was at in space. So yeah. depending on what part of the brain gets, you know, damage when someone has a TBI. Um, but so my part of the brain was like being able to like figure myself out in space and like that hand-eye coordination. So gymnastics really helped me hone that ability where like other senses may not have been so on point. Like for instance, any sport dealing with like a ball, like baseball, basketball, field hockey, like though, like I cannot do those because like following hand-eye coordination was just like way too much. But gymnastics, like using my body was so amazing. And, you know, it actually strengthened my heart. So I had to end up retiring from gymnastics because of a knee injury and I got surgery and then I couldn't, I couldn't pursue the sport anymore, but I found CrossFit out of college um, because I was went to school for kinesiology. So by trade, I have a very large background in exercise and fitness and wellness and everything. So in CrossFit, I kind of filled the hole that I um, had from gymnastics of like not competing. And so once again, I was the quote exception to the rule. I, you know, they never prescribe weightlifting for a cardiac patient because they're like, way too much strain on the heart. You need to go out and run. And I'm like, yeah, running, we don't do that around here. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, a mile. Yeah. That's going to take me like 15 minutes to run. (laughs) You know I mean? Like, yeah, we're not running, (laughs) but like, Oh, I I could go lift those dumbbells or like that barbell, like totally cool. So, um, I competed in CrossFit for several years outside. Um, once I got out of college, um, throughout my first job out of college and, I would say like, you know, holistic practices weren't really the thing back whenever I was a kid, but, you know, my mom raised us to be very like holistic in a way of what was available. So, you know, when essential oils first came on the market, I was using essential oils. I remember going to school and like, so I have a scar on my face. It's like barely noticeable now, but, um, I remember I would always put an essential oil on my skin in the morning and, you know, the smell, and then you go to school and people are like, what's that smell like that? And I'm like, well, that would be me. But like, you don't want to raise your hand because like, you know, you don't want that attention because like you're already carrying all this stuff that you're dealing with as a kid. Um, and it's like, you know, most kids don't go through a traumatic brain injury at six years old, but right. you know, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I used essential oils growing up. Gluten-free wasn't really like a thing, but I remember my mom um, began uh, raising us gluten-free when we were like 10. So, um, you know, back way before it was cool, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I think that really helped me establish, you know, of what was available at that time to really come into this holistic approach and even the work that I do now, but being able to, um, you know, navigate life. So I know like now there are certain things that like, because of my brain injury that I still do. So, like large crowds. I don't like being in the center of, I have to be on the outskirts of the room because it's just that like visual perceiving. 
Yeah. Um, So there's like other little things in my life that I will do based on that injury. So I feel like the listeners may like this one, but it's, you know, based on how we navigate like our own journey throughout life. But having a traumatic brain injury, my mom always made sure to help me to the best of what I could is like anticipating what was going to come next, because that part of my brain was not one line (laughs) as a kid. So, you know, like if I had a gymnastics meet or I did diving in, um, in high school. So if I had a diving meet, like showing up early, getting the lay of the land, like, you know, feeling myself comfortable in this space. So it's not like I'm having to then process this space with like so many other people, you know what I mean? So even as an adult, like I still have those tendencies of like, oh, if I have to be somewhere, like show up early to get a lay of the land. But it's also then I was able to like throughout my healing journeys begin to unwind like the hook or the attachment into like really knowing what was going to come next because ultimately on the journey we have no idea what's going to come next (laughs) you know it's like this full surrender of the unknown you know and that can be the scariest thing and so I acknowledge that if you're going through that I so know what that is like so it's really just having grace with yourself and um you know, that has been something hugely that I've worked on throughout my journey, not only unwinding all of the barriers of the masculine. So now all of you have a semi idea about why those were in place. <laughs> the yeah. significant, like, you know, navigating childhood is like, you know, not every kid goes through this, but then like coming into adulthood and like really softening those edges and, you know, trusting, like trusting the unknown, trusting that the universe is going to take care of you and that like your soul is there for you. You know what I mean? So yeah, such a beautiful journey. <laughs> Love that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing and being like so open. I know that it's not an easy thing to talk about, you know, like our traumas and this especially. So thank you so much. And it's so inspiring, you know, like I know that you're already inspiring so many people, but I know our listeners will feel it too. And you've come so far and you're leading now, like this light, you know, that I feel and I felt so drawn to. And even through your social media, like it's all very, which we'll share in a few minutes for our listeners to join along, but it's very light and like, happy and I feel that energy of mermaids and love but then there's also this energy of like hey I've been through a lot too and like it's okay on this journey I think that a lot of people miss that part of their message and their story I think it's really important that we all feel that community you know of like we've done this we can do this you know we've all been in the crap at times but we can persevere you know together (laughs) Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure sharing because I believe that there's such power, you know, behind being able to share what we've been through because, you know, at the end of the day, like the world just wants to be seen. The world wants to be loved. The world wants to be heard. And so, you know, by one person, it only takes one person to share from their heart and to be vulnerable, you know, so I've had such a pleasure being able to share you know, about me and my story and things that I've gone through. And I hope that it gives you inspiration or curiosity or, uh, you know, empowerment on your own journey about exploring where you're at and like, you know, tuning into your desire of where you want to go and what that looks like for you and trusting that whatever is meant to be will be. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. So beautifully said. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And like, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they have questions or, you know, if they want to work with you, I highly recommend Stephanie. She's doing a lot of the work that I'm doing outside of and in business, you know, it kind of flows in between one another for our listeners. If you're like, Hey, I don't know if I need this business side. Well, it ends up impacting every area of your life, which I think you guys heard today. So how is it best for them to reach out if they have questions. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Steffi Serena. So it's S-T-E-P-H-I-E Serena. And I would absolutely love to connect with you. Like, do not hesitate to send me a message. Like I will send you a message back or voice note you back. I love connecting with all of you. And um, if you want to connect deeper, you can email me as well. Um, Stephanie at stephanieserena.com or find me on my website at stephanieserena.com. Perfect. Yeah. And if you guys are multitasking, doing all the things, we get it. All the links are in the show notes below. We will also have Stephanie's information. Any offers that she has coming up will also be in there, her bio, if you want to come back to this later. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for being here, Stephanie. It was so awesome getting to know you more. And I'm so grateful. Oh, thank you for having me, Caitlin. And thank you to all the listeners tuning in. It was such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.